0: Welcome
1: to No Filler. I'm Quentin, and I'm Travis, and this is episode four for our countdown of our favorite tracks of the year. We're rounding home base. This is it, Q. We're rounding third, I mean. If you're rounding is- <laughs> home base, you've already you've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, by the time we're done, Q, we'll be we'll be at home base. We'll be at home base. Well, Q, I mean, this is what we've been leading up to. But as I've also reminded people every week. This is not in any particular order. I don't know why I have to, I feel like I have to disclaim that because you know, it's not like these are my top 5 that I'm bringing today. I will say this, I've I've saved my my favorite record. I saved it for this episode. So at least there's that. My my favorite record of the year, I'm actually bringing two tracks today if we may permit that cue. I'll allow it. So I'm actually technically bringing six songs today, but I wanted to really showcase this record. So anyway, yeah, I did not do that. I brought some of my favorites pretty early on. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. And uh in fact, and you know what? Let's just get right into it, brother. And if you guys don't know what's going on, sorry. <laughs> yeah, this would be a weird episode to to start listening. Uh, you know, to, right, to the if podcast. you see. Oh best of part four. I'm gonna start here. Yeah, who does that? <laughs> go go back go back to part one if you haven't listened to the last three episodes. Um, you know, so that you can join us here for this moment. And, and really feel, you know, all the momentum that's led us to this moment. Momentum moment, you know, lots of moments going on. Here. It's too bad we didn't bring, we didn't save our favorite five for today. Then you talk about like a, this is like a, a climax that never comes. We That was dirtier <laughs> than I, I expected it to be. There's a lot of, of Q, there's a lot of ways you could have phrased that, but you chose <laughs> <laughs> the, the combination of words that sounded the dirtiest. But I think we understood what you meant.
0: Let's uh, good dude,
1: if we if we saved our top five each, like people wouldn't be able to get it through this episode without falling out of their chair. We've brought some really awesome tracks so far, man. I thought so. Yeah, I've I've, I've saved quite a few albums of yours that you that you brought, Trev. That that I really really like, man. Same to you. I, Q. Let me tell. You, I really like, um, Pia Fraus. That album's fantastic, man. Yeah, P.F. Rouse, Evening Colors. Yep, great record. Excellent, excellent record. And as I've been showcasing over the last few episodes, there's been a lot of really great dream pop and shoegaze, iconic dream pop and shoegaze bands from the '90s and early 2000s that have been putting out new stuff lately. So, actually, I don't, I don't think I have any examples of that today, but um, I do have. I do have a Shoegaze record that's really good that I had never heard of this band until recently, and their discography goes back to 2016, so not as classic as a Slow Dive or a Drop Nineteens, but still, you know, getting there. But anyway, Q, uh, you're, you're going to start us off first, and this is a, a song that I I gifted to you because um, you were you were low on your on your track list, and I had to help you out here. But that's I right. Think- I think, let's put it this way, if if you had stumbled upon this, I think you would have perhaps brought it yourself, you know what I mean? Oh, there's no doubt, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Hives put out a new record this year, which I just found out five minutes before we press record, thanks to Travis. First record in 11 years. Yeah, they dropped a record called Lex Hives in 2012. I, I never listened to that. Me neither. Me neither. So, yeah, new music from the Hives. I mean, what, what year is this, right? Is early 2000s yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the last one that I really enjoyed was Tyrannosaurus Hives, which we were still in high school when that came out in 2004. I think that was a lot of people's first introduction to the band. That had Walk, Idiot, Walk on it. Two Time and Touch and Broken Bones. I mean, I don't know what else was a single or if they had more than one. Diabolic but, Scheme may have well, been a single. I guess, you know, I hate to, hate to say I told you so. It was still their their biggest hit. And that was, oh, yeah. that was off of their 2000 record, Vinny Vidi Vicious. Anyway, these guys are kind of an iconic garage rock band. And they, they own every single second of it. They're never not the hives. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like through and through, that's, that's just the persona that they put off in interviews. And I mean, probably when he wakes up, gets up out of bed, he's probably already wearing that classic tux with the... Colonel Sanders tie. I don't know what yeah. those are called. <laughs> I think they really like per, like personified that that era of you know garage rock revival, the early two thousands. Every band was a the band. You know, The Strokes, The Hives, The Stills, The White Stripes, The Vines, The Vines. The the list goes on. But these guys, they had the coordinating outfits. They had the stage presence. Yeah, that's what they were all about. They really, they really, I, I think if you were to, you know, if you needed a definition of the garage rock revival in the dictionary, I think the hives would be pretty good right there with the strokes as like the quintessential garage rock band from that era. For sure. And they've got a new album called the death of Randy Fitzsimmons, which came out in August and Travis, you've got the pick for us. So what are we going with? Uh, so we're going right with the, the first track here. This was actually a single as well. But I think this is a good way to start us off today, Q. So here we go. This song is called Bogus Operandi. <laughs> classic hives well yeah dude like you said they're never not the hives you know (laughs) like they just you know they're just so they figured out what they were all about you know 20 years ago or whatever and then they've just been it's just who they are man they can't not be that that like massive amount of energy just coming through high energy punk rock songs with like a little garage rock flair to them just awesome yeah man it it gives me hives (laughs) <laughs> yeah you were showing me something else that you had there earlier we don't i don't know if we need to bring that up on that well <laughs> um but yeah we're we're lucky to to have you here q with us <laughs> was that, that that was that close huh? <laughs> but yeah q the hives it's great to have new music from the hives man i mean when do you not want new music from the hives i feel like we've we've brought a, a bunch of new music from artists of our past which is funny. I was actually thinking about that earlier. I was like... Beach Fossils. Yeah, Beach Fossils. Well, to me, it's Flicker like... Flicker stick, dude. The hives. Who else? Well, I mean, we're bringing a lot of music from pretty established bands, like if you want to put it that way. But we Wilco. brought some some new stuff too, you know? But yeah. Yes. Yes. We have, you know, hey, we like what we like, you know, what do you want from us? But um, I'm bringing some, some, some bands that are at least new to me, which is always good. But, um, yeah, The Hives, go check it out. If you were, you know, in high school, in the 2000s, early 2000s like we were, you probably listened to The Hives too. So, go check out their new record. It's called The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. And I'm going to pass it to myself, Q. Um, So, here we go. Um, All right. So, I'm going to start us off. I think this will be a good follow-up. So, this artist is named Pale Hound. And not the first time... She's been featured on this podcast. I don't remember if this was a a best of pick or just showed up on a on a um a what you heard from twenty twenty one, but she put out a record with J Som under the name Bachelor. I love J Som. Yeah, well, you probably remember this record then, Cube. Um, you remember this this record, Bachelor? Yeah, that's right. I don't remember. What song? It might have been you. Yeah, I don't remember what song either. But yeah, so they're still they're still putting stuff out as Palehound. No, no, no. Palehound is oh, is her name. Jason gotcha, gotcha. is yeah. So they when they came together, they they made a group called Bachelor. Anyway, gotcha. Sorry. So yeah, so Palehound put out a new record. Cool. And man, she is a killer songwriter. Man, she's just great. So I'm gonna play one of the songs off of this record that has a little bit more uh, of a punk punk rock feel to it. I think, like I said, I think it's a great follow up to the Hives. Uh, So this album came out July 14th called Eye on the Bat, and this song is called The Clutch. record's awesome, dude. Uh, it took me a while to, 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 to land on the song, but uh, definitely check her out. She's great. Awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, so her name is Elle Kempner. She is guitars and vocals, so that ripping guitar solo that you heard was also uh, from from Elle Kempner there. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, it's just a three-piece. It's her, uh drummer, and a bass player. Uh, the songs range from like that to kind of more acoustic stripped-down songs. Uh, but yeah, the the lyrics are just Really, um, really uh, interesting, introspective. It Kind of reads like a diary sometimes, like her lyrics, you know. Really good. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that was Palehound. That song was called "The Clutch" off of the new record "Eye on the Bat." I'm gonna pass it back to UQ Rapid Fire. All right, Trev. I'm bringing yet another artist from from the old days from our from our New Dust Past. Okay. And I. Which means nothing to a lot of people, but basically, I'm bringing another artist that was pretty big in the in the early 2010s. Yeah, so we had a music blog that we ran for just a few years, and we we featured a lot of a lot of chill wave. Yeah, it was right at the beginning of that movement. A lot of chill wave, a lot of dream pop. Yeah, I remember Josh writing a post on. Life of leisure, let's yeah, put it that way, and that was right right before it came out. I think he he wrote a post on it, and as far as I was concerned, that was you know a brand new no nobody had heard of artist. I'm sure he he was already making waves by then, but yeah, it was right before all the all those artists blew up, and yeah. another one of those artists is actually we could link back to Josh because this guy went to. UNT, University of North Texas. Mm. At the same time that Josh did, I think they had a class together. Alan Palomo, also known as Neon Indian. Ah. Yeah. Yes, this guy. He recently dropped a solo record, which from what I can tell, he's really only been doing this since this year as far as like releasing stuff under just Alan Palomo. Oh wow, man. This is a blast from the past. Um I think it's funny that the album art it's just it literally says he's back. Uh yeah. on the record. <laughs> um yeah, that's that's cool. I like the I like the album art. Yeah, and it did it, the album art matches the style. <laughs> okay. 100%. It's very 80s. So so Alan Palomo which uh, which aligns with kind of what he was uh, doing aligns with Neon Indian yeah. yeah what was he in before Neon Indian dude that I really liked uh, Ghost Hustle yeah that sounds right yeah it was a bit more like gritty but anyways it it was along the same uh, time frame as uh, Toro Ima mm-hmm. and Chaz Bundick Ch- yeah Chaz Bundick washed out Neon Indian all kind of like a throwback to the 80s synth sound and that yeah. kind of usher, ushered in the the chill wave movement. That was Neon Indian. He is now kind of going full ham with the 80s synth sound and style. I mean, look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can find. I think there's a new write up on him. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Alan Palomo's World of Hassle is a vivid piece of world building that takes listeners into a slightly surreal pocket dimension saturated with anxiety and nostalgia where jazz funk and wide-shouldered Claude Mantano suits never went out of style and the Cold War chill that okay I'm done right this is one freaking <laughs> sentence god damn let's just let the music play play for itself dude this is straight up 80s slow jams I'm excited to hear it dude it's good man it's really good I'm excited to, to, to play it for you all right so again this is Alan Palomo The song is called "Nobody's Woman". You know, I feel like if you take that vocal track away, you've got yourself a solid Vaporwave track right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I bet he's a fan. Yeah. I mean, I think, let's let's put it this way. If he, you know, was born a decade later, he would have Mm -hmm. been making Vaporwave instead of Chillwave. You know what I mean? (laughs) If that's when he started making music was like over the last decade instead of, you know, the decade prior to that, I think he would have been. In that in that camp, you know, because that's kind of, you know, in, in the world of like you know synth and like eighties homages and stuff, I feel like vaporwave kind of filled that niche or that niche in the same way that like chillwave did,
0: for in the, sure, dude. In the,
1: in the two, like 2010s, you know. Yeah, I think I think the the mall wave uh, branch of vaporwave I think captures that even more so. It's yeah. Like, it's the saxophone. that yeah. And, yeah. Like the music you would hear in a department store in a mall in the 80s or early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sound. And yeah, really uh, recorded and mixed really well. Like it sounds great, this album. And it takes you right. I mean, I've never, you know, I didn't grow up in the 80s, but it takes you right back to it.
0: Sure I it does. Like I feel like yeah. I'm in the 80s
1: again. Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he produced it himself. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. But uh, no, just like you said earlier or like like we've been saying, basically our entire collection of of best of tunes here, um it's been a lot of bands that are that are back on the scene making music again, you know. And this guy, you know, he might not be at the same level as Andre 3000, but you know, we we enjoyed his music back when he put it out. So it's good to hear more music from him, you know. Happy to hear it. For sure. Yeah. All right, brother. Pass it back to you. Are you uh, are you saving your favorite your your favorite album for the for the end? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But I've got a perfect follow-up to that because it's nice. Basically right in line with with kind of what we're talking about here, which is 2010s era bands. Uh bands that we covered on our music blog. So, uh Real Estate, Q, They've got a new record coming out in 2024, so it is possible, depending on how much of a fan I am of the new record, that these guys show up on next year's Best Of, because the rest of their the album is actually going to come out next year. But they did release a single that uh, I just think is a great, great track, and even better is the music video that they put out. Yeah, it's They're fantastic. fantastic. It, it's, dude, it's everything I feel like that you and I like represent <laughs> in terms of like... <laughs> And in terms of like a perfect music video to to, to like go along with a lot of the stuff that we've talked about on No Filler, it's this music video. Yeah. Because it's a, I don't want to call it a spoof, but like it, it pays homage, um, it's, it's a proper homage to Pete and Pete, the Adventures of Pete and Pete, the Nickelodeon show that we talked about pretty extensively when we did our Polaris episode. And our adventures of Pete and Pete episode. Well, that was the Polaris episode. Yeah. Well, there was there was the um, uh, the Miracle Legion. That's right. Episode, and then we did Polaris after that, and we talked yeah, yeah. a lot about Nickelodeon, and we talked about Pete and Pete, obviously, because Polaris is the fictional band that exists in the Pete and Pete universe, uh, which was actually the band Miracle Legion. Uh, but anyway, go back and listen to those episodes. Uh, that's just a great. Great couple of episodes there. And Polaris is an amazing band. And real estate kind of, you know, has picked up the mantle for the jangle pop kind of mm-hmm. flavor of dream pop, if you will. Oh, yeah. They, do a, they, they, they sound great at it. Yeah. I think it'd be appropriate to say that, you know, if Polaris wasn't around and real estate was around back in the 90s, that perhaps the creator of P&P would have reached out to real estate to be the fictional band in the PNP universe. Anyway, so I'm going to play a track here, but I think the best way to experience this track is to go watch the video, but here we go. This song is called Water Underground. style I'll always love always yeah it's it's great man they've always had that that sound like they that's been their sound since you know their first record you know I feel like they were just like um the hives is like a good representation of garage rock I feel like real estate is a perfect representation of the dream pop sound of the 2010s that you know is kind of almost like surfy a little bit beat you know they are for sure, you know, kind of leaning towards like a Beach Boys type thing and some of their harmonies and stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you listen to their discography, that's kind of what you think of. But yeah, uh, Jingle Pop is is probably the, maybe a better, uh, more appropriate way to describe their their sound, maybe compared to like a Beach House or, you know, Sea Pony or whatever, you know, all those other dream pop acts of the of the 2010s and stuff. You know, they lean more toward the jangle pop sound, which is, you know, that's what the, the music of Pete and Pete, like featured a lot of those types of bands, which is why it's a perfect, like it, it couldn't, there, there couldn't be a better pairing than real estate and Pete and Pete. Like it's, it's brilliant, you know? Yeah. I wonder whose, whose idea was that to go that route for the music video? It's, it's perfect, dude. And of course, um, I didn't mention this earlier, but the, the actors that, that played Big Pete and Little Pete have cameos in the music video. Now, you know, not just cameos, they actually feature pretty prominently. So anyway. Yeah, pretty great. Amazing. Uh, So they actually are going on tour soon and the name of the tour is the, it's called the Infinite Jangle Tour, Q. So there you go. All right, Q. Well, that was Real Estate. That song was called Water Underground, the first single off of their new record, Daniel, which comes out February 23rd of next year. All right, Q, what do you got? What's your next pick? All right, I've been a fan of this group for a few years now. Uh, I'm sure I've brought a track from them before. Did you ever get into Orion's Belt, Trav? Man, that sounds familiar. So they're this mostly instrumental group, heavy on the guitar work, Like that's you know, heavily featured in a lot of their songs is just really interesting guitar lines, good melodies. And they just dropped a new album called Woman just back in October. And it's great, dude. Like they've been honing in on their sound and perfecting it over the years. And yeah, I just love it, man. So here we go. This is Orion's Belt. The album is called Woman. This song is called Masakote." Loved every second of that well that's orion's belt man Dude, strap in love it um it's funny the the guitar tone was you know very jangly uh, you know that was a perfect yeah, transition i thought for real it state. yeah i didn't think about it but yeah it is a good transition yeah i love dude i love like guitar driven instrumental bands Dude, you will love this group okay i just sent you a link to my favorite record of theirs uh it's called mint from 2008 or, I'm sorry, 2018. Consider it queued up. Oh, oh dude, tomorrow. you're gonna love it. You're gonna you're awesome. love it. Yeah, um, you know, this kind of reminds me of Mercury Program mm-hmm. or like an like an L ten eleven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some of those instrumental uh, bands. Um, I don't know that we've done an L ten eleven episode, but I know we've done a Mercury Program episode before. Mercury Program is way more technical, like almost math rock. Yeah, it's very true, very true. But, but in terms of just like, dude, I I just you know. I, I want more of this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So that's Orion's belt. And yeah, Jeff, cue it up. That was great. All right. Pass it over to you, Ron, uh, on your fourth pick. This is my third pick. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Um, we didn't plan this, but I think this episode is going to be pretty like, cohesive, which is great. You know, that's what a mixtape is hands. supposed to be. And these are kind of like, you know, we call these uh, episodes mixtape episodes. Uh, so anyway, here comes another grunge revivalist band, cue. So these guys are called Super Bloom. It, you know, it's funny. You know, we've talked about bands like Narrowhead before quite a bit. They showed up a couple, couple weeks ago on the first Best Of episode. Um, So, yeah, there's this resurgence of that 90s grunge and alt-rock sound. And there's just a ton of bands making music like that. And some of them, you know, are maybe in our age group and they're just kind of bringing back the sound from, from, you know, what they grew up listening to. But some of them, like these guys, are like Gen Z and 90s rock is classic rock to them. Like that's what they're... You know, it's what their parents played for them when they were growing up, in the same way that, like, our dad played us, like, 70s classic rock, right? So this is a an interview from 2021 that kind of talked about that, where uh, it says here, For the members of the Gen Z Brooklyn-based Superbloom, classic rock is music created in the early to mid-90s, which means you pay homage not, lo- not only to the first wave of grunge bands, Nirvana, Mudhoney, Soundgarden, but also the bands that followed in grunge's wake Stone to the pilot's bush fuel etc so you know put 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 bush aside um you know because a lot of people like to say that bush isn't grunge but you know what I'm saying. um <laughs> yeah the point I, this, i'm in that camp yeah the point of this interview i think is is to get across that like what's great about bands like this and bands like narrowhead is they're influenced by like the entire 90s decade you know what i mean and you get this awesome mix of all of those great like 90s sounds, you know. And this is another band uh, that sort of falls into that camp. And they actually put out a, a, a full record this year called Life's a Blur, but then they put out another single after that in September called Velvet Hippo. So I'm actually playing that song and not a song from their full record, so they've just been super busy. Lately, but uh, so here we go. This song again is called Velvet Hippo by the band Super Bloom. Yeah, you're right, man. It's like a really cool blend of all those styles from around the early 90s into like the early 2000s, like the the rock side of of that era all blended together. Yeah, and that's what's great about um, this resurgence is that like it's, it's what a lot of rock fans, 90s rock fans, I should say, have been like, you know. This is what we've been wanting to hear from indie rock bands for a while now. You know, like, it's like, man, I just wish, you know, bands could just make music like those those 90s rock bands, you know, again. And, you know, it's happening. It's happening all over the place. So it's like, this is a great, yeah, it's coming back. great time to be a rock fan um, of that particular decade, I should say. Uh, so this is what Stereo Gum had to say about this when they did a little write-up on this track. They said, it's a big churning riffer with some surprisingly sweet harmonies on the chorus the lead vocals are too surly to push this into siamese dream territory but the music is definitely teetering on the edge um yeah i think i can i can hear some smashing pumpkins for sure there's a little bit of a little bit just just a hint and that's that's the beauty of it. it's like you hear all these bits and pieces from like all these iconic 90s bands and albums you know but you know Turned into this this new thing, you know, which is really cool. That's what I love about Narrowhead. Narrowhead, I think, does it better than than most of them. But there's just there's a ton of bands out there putting out great great music that's basically new grunge. You know what I mean? Which is great. All right, so that was Super Bloom. The song again is called Velvet Hippo. All right, Q, I'm gonna throw it back to you. Where are we gonna go? Are we gonna are we gonna have any 180s today, or, or are we just sticking in this same kind of the same kind of pocket. Uh well, now that you mention it, dude. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a, a complete one eighty. All right, because I got it. All right, man. So um, I kind of stopped listening to this artist after his album Rojas from 2016 came out. I I think Saxony was the song or Paradisia. There's two tracks on here that I was just obsessed with when I first heard him. This is some heavy, heavy dance, like four to the floor clubbing kind of stuff. Not the clubbing that, you know, the youngins are going to, but I'm talking like a, like a sophisticated clubbing, if that makes sense. The kind of stuff that you're into, Trev. Like like house music? House music. I, uh, IDM? IDM, yeah. yep. All right. Well, this is my kind of jam. This is your kind of jam. And he's changed a lot since that album. Um uh, a lot of it I'm not as into, but Trev, you should queue up that album uh, if you haven't. I'll go ahead and just send you the link, bro. Okay. I'm in a giving mood tonight, I'm sending you a bunch of stuff. Yeah, dude, this is, this is the season, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So he just released a uh, a song as of this recording five days ago. So yeah, and this is one of those artists that you know the build is slow. You know, like the layers that are added are slow. So, I'm, I'm all about the layers for for a little bit here. All right. All right. This is Leon Vinehall. This song is this song is called Duo Fade. So I will say, not exactly my flavor of electronic dance music, but I could still appreciate it. I, think, I feel like there's elements of that song that kind of align with the kind of stuff that I like, like the deep, the really deep bass, and some like the softer, like synth stuff in the background. But I'm really not a fan of like the chopped up female vocals. I feel like it's just it's it's played out. I know cause... you hate it, man. But but DJs, this is what DJs do, and he's a DJ. Oh, I know, sure, sure. Um, but you know, that was maybe maybe we could say that's uh, you know smart dance music, but not intelligent. <laughs> dance music. You know, you say what you want about it, brother. That was our that was our true one hundred and eighty from that was from yes. uh, you, that group that you, you definitely for. you gave us a one hundred and eighty, which means you know I am going to give us another one hundred and eighty after that. Yeah, Q, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, we we both sort of discovered a love for electronic music, I think, at the same time. Yeah, which together. Which kind of cool. Together. Yeah, I feel like electronic music, down to specifically, was like the first new genre that I really fell in love with separate from rock music. I agree. Separate from like, you know, because... In high school, we were all about the garage rock bands, and, you know, we were still listening to the 90s stuff that we grew up on, but I feel like with electronic music, like, it was the first, like, sort of, like, new style of, like, new, completely different building of music, you know, that that we sort of both kind of fell into at the same time, which is kind of cool, which is why I've always, you know, I always have a soft spot for certain kinds of down-tempo tracks that I don't really seek out anymore. Um, and certain types of like electronic stuff that like I've sort of like evolved like my electronic music um, palette I guess has been more refined at least in my mind it has been um, not that I'm dissing this track but you know I still have a soft spot for this kind of stuff so yeah yeah me too so that was a new track from Leon Vinehall. all right pass it to you brother all right here so now it's time to go back to our favorite flavor the one that shows up the most. The one that gets gets the most licks. <laughs> um, uh, it's, of course, guys, Cube. So uh, here's another band that I just discovered this year. So this group has been around since the, the mid-2010s. They're called Flying Colors. And they put on a new record this year called You Never Know. And this is just a great, great dream pop track. And the vocals are uh, much more sort of washed out and, and, and shoegazy. But anyway, I'm just going to let the, the rest of this track, or let this track speak for itself here. So again, this band is called Flying Colors. This song is called Bright Lights. Really great, man. And you know, it took them a while to to drop in that glide guitar, but they found a way to do it. Yep, they snuck it in. <laughs> they, they really, they, really, you good. know, turned on that that fuzz pedal and, and gave us what we wanted—the you know, <laughs> classic Shugay sound. Yep, and you know what? I hate hate to do it because we we get stuck on this uh, need to kind of pick apart the two sides of the shoegaze coin but i'm Mm -hmm. gonna say it man i think that's a great example of what dream pop was and and shoegaze from the early 90s like that's a great example of the two different sides of of the coin uh you know dream pop being more like not as distorted and fuzzy and like wall of sound um just dreamy you know yeah this song did both is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a good blend yeah. of the two, and I bet the, I'm yeah, sure the definitely. albums like that as well. Yeah, um, I think this this song is more textbook shoegaze than some of the other tracks on this record, but yeah, it's interesting because you know as we have covered extensively on this podcast, like dream pop has been, you know, it had its resurgence in the 2010s with bands like Real Estate. Who would be classified as a dream pop band. Um, But there was a very distinct dream pop sound from the 90s that didn't really, you know, that you could say that the, the dream pop sound of the 2010s sounds a lot different than dream pop of the 90s, like Cocktail Twins, for example. Or Lush. Or Lush, or even Slow Dive to some extent. And like this band is almost. Bringing back the '90s shoegaze and dream pop sound, right? Exactly. In the same way that bands like Super Bloom and Narrowhead are bringing back like grunge from the '90s, you know. So it's interesting. Lots of '90s rock sounds are coming back, which is fantastic because we just—I think we just said this in the last episode. I, I definitively would would point to '90s as the best decade for rock and roll. Uh, I think it's hard to argue that, dude. I mean, obviously. You can point to the sixties for sure. And 70s. But what I'm yeah, but I think just, we I think yeah. we discussed it last time, but like it's just what came from the nineties and how that sound has continued to evolve. I mean, it's just what the nineties gave us and what still is, you know, sprouting from the roots of what what nineties gave us is just phenomenal. Yeah, and maybe we could spend more time on this next year, Q, when we're doing our Back to our deep dive episodes. That's right, man. I'm excited. Where we're we're doing more extensive reviews of of albums and artists. We could maybe do some more 90s uh, bands. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's just a great time to be a a fan of rock music because there's a lot of good stuff coming out there. You just got to know where to look. All right, Q, where do we go from here? Do we have yet another Dream Pop or Shoegaze band? Uh, These guys are hard to classify. Um, Okay. So this is a group called vanishing twin um i know i've brought some some stuff from them before vanishing twin vanishing twin okay um yeah they're hard to pin down the sound um i'll just read this little excerpt here and so this is their new album uh, came out in, in october called afternoon x it says vanishing twin furthers their exploration of decidedly experimental territories With new album Afternoon X, which encounters Vanishing Twin in the throes of a marked creative shift during which each member took on less defined roles and a more collaborative approach. Doesn't mean much if you don't know their previous works, but it's a very cool, like, kind of trippy... It's almost like Stereolab or Sound Carriers, but, like, on acid. (laughs) Okay, that sounds... That sounds (laughs) sweet. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe it. Uh, Really weird stuff, but like in a good way. So more psychedelic? Maybe. Yeah. Let's just just let this music play for itself, brother. Okay. So I'm going to play the title track. The song is called Afternoon X. The song had me within the first two seconds. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, good stuff. Very, you know, it reminded me a lot of another track you brought on our first best of for this year, the Death and Vanilla track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another style that you and I, I know, love and can't get enough of. The first album of theirs that I really got into was the Age of Imm- the Age of Immunology, which came out in 2019. A lot of the same stuff. So, yeah. If you like that, dude, you'll really, really like, like that record as well. Lots of great tunes, man, coming out this year. Well, dude, I got my. Oh, I, I'm i excited. That's right. My favorite You've come record. Come to the end. Saved it for last. Uh, so much so that I. Literally every track on this record is amazing. Uh, I brought. I brought a track from this record earlier this year When it came out So it's not the first time this band has shown up on No Filler I think I brought them last year as well For another another of their uh, releases For one of our What You Heard's from last year But um, they actually put out two records this year Two full records Wow! Um, one in May And then one in November But I am bringing uh, a couple of tracks I'm going to play two like, I couldn't, I couldn't pick just one, and I think these two tracks showcase the, the two different kind of vibes of this record. Uh, but anyway, I'm talking about a band called Bar Italia, and they put out a record in May called Tracy Denim. Uh, it was their first release under Matador Records, so they were signed to Matador, which is pretty big. Uh, you know, bands like Interpol, Interpol yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the big one that I always know of when I think of Matador. <laughs> um, but this band kind of lives in this interesting, like, space between like that type of guitar driven, like post-punk, almost guitar, garage rock, angular guitar type stuff like Interpol, Um, and they have a little bit of 90s alt and grunge in there sometimes. They also have like very loungy kind of music, almost like a Portis head in some of their music, uh, which is one of the the tracks I'm going to bring. It kind of reminds me of of that. Um, But they have these two singers, which is what I love about it so much. And one's a female, one's a male vocalist. And the second track I'm going to play showcases how well they sort of like do this handoff between the two of them. Uh, but the first one uh, that I'm playing off of this record kind of showcases the female singer uh, and how how great of a vocalist she is. Um, so anyway, I, I love everything about this record. It's my favorite record, hands down, this year. So here we go. We're going to play two tracks. We're going to have plenty of time to enjoy this record queue. So here's the first track off of Bar Italia's record, Tracy Denim. This song is called Guard. vocals the way she sings it's almost like she i don't know it was hard to pick up on what her like what the melody was with her voice like it just kind of she just kind of It was almost like sing, like a sing song sing songy voice you know like a like talk singing <laughs> in a way yeah yeah hun. and she then she does do that yeah and then she it kind of started to fall more into a Groove towards the end, and she started to do some repetition in what she was saying, which is really cool, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, she has a pretty wide range, too, because that, like you said, is you know, she almost had like a normal singing voice there, but then it would sometimes have this kind of monotone Mm -hmm. talk quality to it, which you'll definitely hear that on the next track I'm going to play. But like the, the music itself was very like loungy, kind of like slow, very, almost yeah. like, you know, what I mean, smoke filled lounge, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, I know what so you're saying. Her, <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, this next track, dude, um will show you just kind the of two, the two sides of Bar Italia. Um, but her, so her name is Nina Cristante. So let me just name the roster here. It's a three piece. I love three pieces, dude. Uh, Nina Cristante Christ- Jesmi Femi and Sam Fenton um, and I believe Sam or no I believe Jesmi is the other singer so you're going to hear him on the next track so here we go and just you'll hear just how you're going to hear her vocals as well toward the end of the track just how like how versatile she is anyway so here we go here's another track from Tracy Denham uh, again the band is called Bar Italia this song is called F.O.B. So his vocals reminded me of, I don't know, like a more a more harsh Robert Smith of The Cure. Mm-hmm. And then she, I was getting some like Kim Gordon vibes from her on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sonic Youth. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude.
1: <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I love this album. That That's one, a great dude. song, but, man. Really cool. Yeah. And like their songs are so short, man. Most of them are under three minutes long, but they do... They do so much in such a short amount of time, dude. Um, this record is just a collection of just amazing riffs and like melodies and just to the point rock songs, dude. That are just awesome. And there's such a wide range too. And I love how seamlessly they hand off the vocals to each other. Mm-hmm. Like I love that stuff shoot. too, man. Dude, just amazing. Yeah, I love and, that like, kind of You stuff. saw how her her voice was very monotone in that track. Yeah, and kind of like punchy and kind of like. You know, crass punk, Crass Yeah Compared to that first track Where it's almost This more like Kind of sweet More soft melody Right yeah. She has this very good range But anyway um, Yeah I I think I had Almost every song On this record Like Thrown onto this playlist Like when I was just Trying to figure out Which one to play Because yeah. I love so many Of these songs um, But yeah man Tracy Denham By Bar Italia Hands down My favorite record of the year Go check it out um, if you haven't already, but that's it, man. That's our best of twenty twenty three. I feel like we did good this year. A wide range of tunes, wide range. Uh, we definitely have our our, our um, you know our, our pocket of um, the, the style that we like. Um, but yeah, you know I think we had a good good representation of all the different flavors that we like. Um, so yeah. Uh, like we said, like we've been saying next year, we're going to start back our, I guess what I'm going to call our, our, our OG no filler format default mode. So we're going to do two episodes a month, kind of like we have been this, these last couple months. Um, so we're going to still do our, what you heard format, which has been the format of this year. If you've been listening this year, the, the 10 songs per episode, kind of like these best of episodes. Uh, you know where we each bring five tracks that's not going to change but we are going to introduce the more deep dive reviews um, of records and bands Um, so that'll be once a month as well Um, so you know if you have been listening long enough that is where we just usually we pick a record from a band and play these songs on the record or play some of the songs on the record that weren't singles that's the whole point of no filler uh is to highlight tracks that you may have missed if you did not listen to the singles we highlight the tracks that fill the space between the singles on our favorite that was exactly (laughs) that's our intro that we i don't think we've said a lot not at all because uh it didn't really make sense to say it anymore but yeah that is our plan for 2024 to uh bring those back so i'm excited uh i haven't figured out what our first uh, deep dive episode is going to be, but we'll figure it out. Um, we'll see how many uh, how many more '90s records we could cram into this podcast. Keith, it's going to be a our, our lot. It's going to be a lot more. Yeah, yeah. In 2022, we did a ton of '90s stuff. Uh, so, is there anything left to do? Yeah, there's a ton <laughs> of stuff to do because the '90s, as we've said, yeah, uh, has some of the best rock ever. So, anyway. All right, Q. Well, that's going to do it for us in 2023. So we will be seeing you guys on the flip flop over on uh, the other, the, you know, the, the next year, which is <laughs> 2024. That's how that works. That's how it works, dude. Uh, so what are we going to do to close us out? I could just play another track from Tracy Denham because I got no shortage of songs to play. In fact, I am going to do that. Okay. You know why? Because nobody's nobody's reaching out to us on Instagram where you can find us if you search "no filler," uh, and and you know send us your 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 recommendations. You know you can still do that; it's not too late. Um, but in the meantime, we'll just play another track from this record that I love so much. All right, Q. Well, thanks as always for listening. We appreciate your support, even if it's just down to one of you. We appreciate you. My name is Travis, and I'm Quentin. We'll see you guys next year.
0: Would you do to achieve the American dream—the big house, the happy family, the money? Nine one one, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill?
3: Yes. <laughs> my mom and dad. My
0: mom and my dad. From Airship.